0: Hey there, it's JVL. On The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today, we went through some amazing headlines from the news and then talked a lot about uh, Christy and Nikki and Iowa and all that stuff. Here's the show. Headline. Stefanik pulls endorsement of House GOP recruit over Trump criticism.
1: get in line
0: who is the house republican conference chairman the uh the party her party of which she's the house conference chairman uh has recruited a a fellow named craig rydell and uh craig rydell has been caught on tape saying that
1: wait hold on let me just did he get caught on tape Doing sexual assault. No. Wait, did he get caught on tape uh, saying something disparaging about mm, a whole religious group?
0: No, no, not. He didn't do that. Hold on.
1: Did he get caught on tape? Um, What else could he get caught on tape for that would really be objectionable? Um, uh, what
0: about demanding that a foreign government interfere in an election? Otherwise, he's going to re- withhold. What about that? The, in a quid pro quo, an explicit. Cri- no, it wasn't that either.
1: Did he um, give a speech saying that people should not honor the results of an election? No. Okay, what did no. he do? What could it be?
0: Well, he did say that Donald Trump was arrogant.
1: <laughs> oh, No. <laughs> The worst of all things, the greatest of sins.
0: And so on Thursday, Elise Stefanik tweeted out, I was very disappointed in his inappropriate comments regarding President Trump. As we begin 2024, my focus is on ensuring that we nominate the strongest candidates on the ballot who are committed to electing President Trump this November, not not the strongest candidates on the ballot period the strong the strongest ballots on the, the strongest candidates on the ballot who are committed to electing president Trump. And so what I want to, to reinforce here is that the qualifier is not are committed to President Trump. The qualifier is strongest candidates mm-hmm. the, the the object is. Candidates who are committed to electing President Trump.
1: <laughs> and I don't. So I I, I I, will admit to have not followed this closely. Um, is this candidate one of the people running in New York? I presume so, since this is Elise least funny, Is it is it one of these mo- more moderate candidates running in New York? Uh, ultimately, for one of these seats. This is Ohio. Is, oh, this Ohio. is
0: Ohio. And uh, he's the guy who is their hope to keep J.R. Majewski oh, out of it. Do you remember J.R.? The guy do. who went and lost by like 30 bazillion points to Didn't he Marcy lie Kapter? about his
1: military That's service? That's the guy, and the maybe, stolen valor, Maybe he right. was a rapper.
0: And, uh, and so the Ohio Republican Party was like, yeah, we can't do that again on this <laughs> quasi-winnable seat. We need to go get this other dude, Rydell, because he's like a normal human being who didn't lie about his military service record. And Elise Stefanik is now being like, no, I mean we we can roll with the dude who lied about his military record if we have to.
1: <laughs> oh, he also expressed Majuski expressed support for QAnon. Q- uh, well,
0: you great. know, QAnon oh, supports Paul Donald Gosar Trump's reelection.
1: Endorsed him. Great.
0: It's amazing.
1: Uh, okay, amazing. well, so is Elise? So that's her guy now, huh?
0: That's well, I as she, I love that she said it though. That what she's focused on is getting the strongest candidates who are committed to to getting President Trump. The most important thing is get candidates who are committed to electing Trump. The next most important thing to that is like people who are strong from that group who are as strong as possible. Okay. You're a Republican Party, friends.
1: (laughs) Do you know what this is about? Do you know why she's doing this?
0: Because she is trying to butch up after Nikki Haley made all of that that huge push for the VP presidential nomination <laughs> by not disavowing slavery, which was honestly <laughs> right. a genius move on her part <laughs> and is going to be the thing that when, when they wind up sitting down with the MAGA people and Bannon and saying, look, we're doing Haley, and I'm sorry, we're doing Haley. And Bannon's like, well, oh, I'm going to take off my third layer of clothes. Then they're going to say, look, she's okay. Own- she won't condemn slavery. She thinks slavery was okay, right? See, come on, she's with us. one really.
1: of us, one of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's going to be the fig leaf they use to to shoehorn her onto the ticket.
1: I you know, right? I that's love, what this is, yeah. I, so i I love my Katie Britt theory of the case. But Elise, after taking down, I mean, obviously, she took down the biggest enemy of the right, which is Claudine Gay. Right? She, she, that Elise Stefanik is, is making a real pitch for VP. And you know what? She's a good candidate. Like, she gets you all the normie vibes of a Nikki Haley. No. But with the I'm MAGA command. I'm
0: sorry. No, because she looks like this. This is Elise that's, Stefanik. She looks like the schmoo.
1: That's that,
0: the schmoo. This is,
1: is a perfect. No. I don't, first of all, I, I don't, I am not going to participate in a, in a actual uh, contemplation of her, her, her looks other than to say she is perfectly like a, a normie, uh, female Republican stuff with their, with the suits and I, the things. Uh, look,
0: I am not judging her or othering her because of her, her appearance. I am simply saying that the person who will make this decision cares more about look than anything else when considering his casting of his you know his administration I, I agree
1: I agree with and him caring about that when just... he
0: looks at Elise Stefanik he's gonna say she looks like the schmoo
1: no she...
0: that's what he's gonna say okay I'm sorry moving on moving on uh so there's there's another 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 headline I'd like to give you from the Associated Press yesterday. So they ran this uh this on January fourth by Will Weissart. One attack, two interpretations. Biden and Trump both make the January sixth riot a political rallying cry. Whoop <laughs> Just one attack and two interpretations. You know, when will the liberal media stop trying to to hammer conservatives (laughs) and finally give conservatism a fair shake, Sarah? (laughs) What do they have to do to finally get a break from these activists in the
1: MSM? Gotta hear both sides. Gotta hear both sides. Uh, That is spectacular. The problem is, is that we know that somewhere there's just a headline writer Right. Who's not the prob- probably the person who wrote the piece. Oh, yeah. Just, this is, I, I shouldn't have singled being, out the author
0: because yeah, the yeah. authors don't write headlines. This is they not, don't write the headlines. It's well, like it's somewhere not your fault. There's
1: some some, you know, I don't want to be disparaging, but somewhere there's a person, probably a young person uh, who didn't think that hard about it and thought they were being a little clever by setting up this juxtaposition of because what they mean is, is that Biden hmm. is using January 6th to say that Trump is unfit uh and trump is using january 6th as you know hey the election was stolen and i'm still talking about it the problem is is that by saying using the word interpretations right it is like well it could have been uh a nut it could have been a tour a capital tour that's one interpretation could have just been could have been some some patriots needing to be heard in the people's house uh, and uh, registering their dissatisfaction in a peaceful way, uh, or it could have been an attempt to overthrow the government because people didn't like the results of an election.
0: so this is a this is a Sarah and JVL special because <laughs> I would bet that one of the things which drove you into the arms of conservatism, was the idea of moral relativism and factual relativism as a you young know this to be true. adult, we, right?
1: We are we are a generation of conservative that was shaped by things like closing of the American mind. Um, and I, Rigoberta Menchú,
0: do you remember this? Yeah. Rigoberta R- 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 Menchú who won like whatever the Nobel Prize and it turns out her all of her biographies made up and the liberal defense of her was, well, there were larger truths. You know, yeah. like okay, sure, maybe there were larger truths, but her truths
1: were wrong, and you we're, can't were false right. objectively. Fa- and this is this is sort of the point when 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 the Claudine Gay conversation happens, right? And I say, objective standards matter. It is in part because I was raised on the idea of like the whole well we we have to structural, you know, like no, there are objective standards. There is right and wrong. It is a thing that it is, it is the reason that when people are like, well, you know, was it hard to Break away and you know oppose Trump, and I was like, no, I didn't even. It wasn't hard at all because you're like, this is wrong. This is a bad person. This is objectively wrong. And I was raised on an ob- on the idea as a conservative that objective truth not only matters but is essential and exists to how we orient the it world. Exists. Yeah,
0: like right. There are there are many things in life which are shades of gray, yeah. but black and white do exist. Right. This is not everything is black and white. This is not. But the conservative position that you can know
1: truth that you can know, I mean, small
0: C conservative. I don't mean like, you know, Heritage Foundation conservative. But I mean, as I was writing about yesterday. But
1: did you read a read the triad yesterday, by the way? How could I have missed it? There was like everybody kept sending it to me (laughs) because your footnote uh was like hi sarah <laughs> just everyone needs an optimist in their life and so people kept being like do you he, he he's talking about you in here like don't pr- make sure you read it <laughs> <laughs> I but i got did you, you just look
0: at the screenshots or did you did you actually read the the piece oh
1: i well between the stuff, I, think <laughs> I got the gist between all the screenshots that were sent that's perfect i know what you were talking about
0: uh, all right one more headline one more headline if you will indulge me report Trump businesses received seven point eight million dollars in foreign payments during presidency. This is a story so also is from it yesterday. a m
1: a million with an m or a million with, with an m?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, now I think it is important to know lose
1: change in the couch that these are
0: not payments from like foreign nationals. It's not like some dude in Qatar was renting a room at the. Uh, these are from foreign governments the government of Saudi Arabia, the government of Qatar. And would you like to know, would you like to guess, because you had not seen this story, so this is this is a live, legit, no kayfabe question. Which foreign government contributed the most millions of dollars to Donald Trump's businesses during his time as president? That's the other important thing here. We're not talking about like back in 2012 or... Last year in 2023, we're talking during this No.
1: Okay, hold on. Um, Saudi Arabia.
0: No, they're 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 on the list, but but what is it that they always complain about Joe Biden getting? Oh rich China. Yeah. China
1: yes. Or yes. as someone in my New Hampshire focus group said yesterday, China. China. Nikki Haley. I don't think she's good on China.
0: It the the extent to which everything is projection is like at some point it's so on the nose that I feel like we have to stop. But, you know, no, the problem is that Hunter Biden, Hunter, Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, what they did was, uh, you know, that that loan that you can still make money from loaning somebody for cash for a down payment on a car. I mean, you know, sure Joe Biden was a private citizen, but Hunter got his money from his work with China that he used to pay his dad back. And so, I mean, it was all. But then it comes to this and just crickets, crickets.
1: Well, I think that, uh, you know, people are going to have to dig in and make this an issue if they want it to be an issue. See, this is where the right really has an advantage they just have like a gajillion people who want to sit online and come up with like, like they go through everything to come up with theories and share them. It's just a really active world that i'm not sure exists as much on the left of like boy i'm just gonna i have the sustained energy to talk about the seven million dollars that came mostly from china to donald trump
0: i mean that's one advantage but the other advantage is the force field of of shit because even if everybody on the left and in the mainstream media could spend like days of their lives obsessing over this 72 hours from now, he's going to call somebody else vermin or call for the execution yeah. of jaywalkers or something like th- There's going to be something else in a day or two.
1: That's true. There's just it's just always another that, thing. And
0: that is. No, it's absolutely right. The extent to which that is a shield and to which our capacity here's here's the the deepest point, right? People get exhausted by Trump. Right, this is a mm-hmm. a phenomenon that we see, we've seen in, in many elections now. But I think they also get exhausted of being exhausted about Trump. Mm. See where I'm going there?
1: It's an enigma wrapped inside a riddle. But I'm serious about it. No, I know. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I I, I so yeah, I agree with that. I don't know how I agree. Bad. Okay. Uh, I have something. Go ahead. Yeah. I uh, was going to ask I you
0: about uh, Christy and Nikki Haley. Is that where you wanted to go? Or did you want to go someplace else?
1: No, I wanted to say something about this focus group that I was listening to from New Hampshire. We're doing all the early Ooh. states. Did any right of them now. talk
0: with a good good New Hampshire accent?
1: They did. Yeah. They talked. <laughs> Actually, there was one great one. With you can't this get guy. that he from here. Like, he said, We asked, it. they were, and so this group, this was two time Trump voters, and they loved Trump. Uh, and. <laughs> They're like we asked about DeSantis. We asked about DeSantis and Haley. And with DeSantis, uh, people were like eh. they were kind of doing halvesies, except for one guy was like, "I don't like him. Hmm? He's got a punchable face, and I don't like him." <laughs> <laughs> in his New Hampshire accent, uh, it's uh, really funny. Gonna but, go down to the
0: package, a- the package store. <laughs> get me some, get me some Miller Lights, and then I'm gonna punch I mean, that DeSantis in the face.
1: I can't do these accents. But it like it was just a guy being like. What do you think of Ron DeSantis? I don't know. He's got a really punchable face, and I don't like him. It's <laughs> just great. That's um, great. But there was a woman, and on a more serious note, there's a woman who was saying that, you know, I know Trump's no angel. I know he's had some things hmm. with women, but it's not like Biden, where there's rape and there's all these other allegations, <laughs> and there's all this stuff with Hunter Biden. And I just, I was trying to, I was on MSNBC last night with Ali Velshi and I was trying to explain like the earth too. Like the the, the reason it's so hard for people and the reason I do all the focus group stuff is that people, they're like, "But, but we're working off the same information, so how can you believe this? And I'm just telling you, there's a different, like it's like walking into a different reality as you listen to people. Like there's the normal stuff they say where they're complaining about the price of eggs and then there's the really weird way that like a guy in the Iowa group is like, you know, that's the other thing about Trump that I love. He brought religion back. He brought religion back. And you think oh, okay, how do I what do you what do you do with a world in which people think Trump brought religion back and that Joe Biden is definitely a rapist and you know, worse than Trump on, in terms of sexual morality. It's a tough one.
0: Uh i I genuinely don't know
1: we just keep making each other speechless, yeah
0: <laughs> here's here, I'll segue it is one thing for these idiot mouth breathers who i uh, frankly, I'm amazed that somebody who walks around with like that is able to hold a job, so if somebody. Said to you, yeah, I think Joe Biden has raped people. And, uh, would you say, yes, you are probably competent to manage the inventory of my my Seven Eleven. Would you think that that person was competent?
1: I personally wouldn't. Um, but first of all, I don't know that people lead with that in their job interviews. But, uh, you know, these are people living Just cognitively, otherwise, otherwise perfectly normal lives.
0: But how? How is the world so soft that people that dumb are able to like support themselves and make a living? I honestly don't know because I don't know, man. I feel like uh, the world's a pretty tough place out there. And
1: yeah, but like not quite 50 percent of America. It's not 50 percent. It's maybe like 30, but it's just, you know, and they're geographically concentrated in ways that allow people to like you watch the dynamics of the groups. And one of the things that I do that I think is sort of different than a way other people did quals. I decided a long time ago we were only going to do groups that agreed with each other because you wanted to create oh, yeah. the safe space. Yep. Because you do – we did – you know, you do mixed groups and people fight or the, and they clam up. But like in yeah, this group, this woman was going on a whole thing and was basically like asking – like at the end of it and she was like, and that's my – I'll stop now, and that's my thing, and you know, take I'll take a bow. You know, like they 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 do feed off of each other in this way. Like she knew she was in company and they agreed with her, right? She gets attaboys for the degree to which she was going after Biden. To be
0: clear, what I'm I I just wanna I don't wanna be misinterpreted by people who are listening. When I say the cognitive thing, I don't mean the like decision to support Trump because you like this or that or whatever. Like that. that That's fine. I think it's stupid for lots of reasons. But I mean, when I talk about cognition, I mean, walking around believing that the inputs you've gotten describe a reality in which Joe Biden is a rapist. Yeah. Like that's like I don't I don't. You know, like if that's how I don't understand that. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, the inability to sort of take in information and process it in rational ways.
1: Yeah, but this is where this is where the Trump machine has always been on top of the cloud of smoke, which is to say, oh, Tara Reid, who clearly has some relationship with Russia that's weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I like at some I do get uh just a smidgy conspiracy theory around some of these things because they're so bizarre. But like I think it's pretty unequivocal that Tara Reed was not raped by Joe Biden. Yeah. And so she like drops, comes out of nowhere, drops this claim and then hustles off to Russia afterwards where they're making her a nice, a nice little home. That stuff's super weird to me
0: uh meanwhile donald trump was actually on trial for sexual assault in which evidence was presented in a public court that was covered by everybody in the world right like how many months ago was this eight months ago yeah. uh and a jury of his and he peers was found
1: civilly liable
0: found him and and as the judge explained they found as a legal matter that he had committed sexual assault and
1: right. we also all heard him out of his I mean I don't know about the e. and Carroll stuff, but I do know that he is on tape.
0: Uh oh locker talking room about, talk, yeah.
1: Yeah, locker doing a lot of locker room. But anyway, the point is only point my point is just these alternate realities. But let's can we do let's do horse race.
0: So talk to me about uh well, I guess this is all wrapped up in it. Um do you want to do bad Sununu or Christy and Nikki? Do you want to go to Iowa first or New Hampshire first? So it's
1: all the same, actually. It's all the same. So it's I, I said horse race, but that's reductive of what I want to talk about. This is a secret podcast, and I want to work something out with you. I want Ooh. to hit you with something, and I want to talk about it.
0: I'm all ears. I've been, I've
1: been, I've been bringing this up a little bit because I have, a, I feel genuinely conflicted about something. So I am in a world on my activist side, mm-hmm. right, where I have, I would say, sort of responsibilities. Like I am a person that people talk to when they think, how do we get. A non Trump candidate to win, right? And I think about this all the time. I think about how do you beat Trump? How do you, because I believe that Trump is at a threat level where I don't sit around and being like, well, this is why I was willing to say if Ron DeSantis proves himself to be the one who can beat Trump, like, I'll do it. I'm there. I hate uh-huh. him and I'll do it because. I believe Donald Trump is the biggest. A lot bigot, of people got very an, angry an with you and threat.
0: I for saying that. Like, back yeah, okay. we we were saying we didn't think he was going to be, but if he was, like, you know, we'd go vote for him and stuff. God,
1: yeah, and and that this is where um, uh, there's only one like the thing that matters most to me. Like, I am you. You can you know the people who accuse us of being we you want Donald Trump because that's how you you know. But, no, I don't. I want I would, I would. want anything to happen to make Donald Trump not to be the next president. And you only get two shots at him, the primary and the general. And I'm worried about the general. I do think that's where we're going to have to beat him. But obviously, you know, I'm just I'm worried about all of it. So there's this part of me that constantly is like looking at the field and saying, what can you do with this field of uh, miscreants here? Um, you know, and so there's this debate. So Charlie had a piece yesterday that was like, hang in there, Chris Christie. And I have publicly a number of times said that like Christie's got to get out, and he's got to get out because there is only a like five percent narrow sliver path for Nikki Haley. Like Ron DeSantis is done; he's just done. Uh, so what happens? The only the only way is that Nikki comes in second in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And she gets sort of a surprise second boost. And because people are desperate for the news story, headlines everywhere. Nikki Haley beats Ron DeSantis. Comes in. And maybe, maybe the margin is Trump's expectations are really high, right? We've all been talking about he's gonna clear 50%, whatever. Well, what if he doesn't? What if there's a 20-point gap? Okay. It's like which is only still a bit double the yeah, biggest no. gap in the
0: history of the Republican IR. That's caucus. right. <laughs> but like
1: that's exactly right. But let's just say there's an expectation game everyone's playing, which there is. And so everybody goes, ooh. And then you go into New Hampshire and she wins. Now, she only wins, only wins if Chris Christie drops out. So let's just say hypothetically she wins. Now, I think that's the end of it because I don't think she turns around then and goes into South Carolina and wins her home state. And and it's actually, it's it's what the opposite of the way it normally works. Normally, you'd be like, yes, this is my home state. They know me. They will rally around me. It's the opposite. It's it's her home state. It's the same thing. They know her. They do know her. (laughs) Yeah, they know her and they don't want her. Um, They want Trump. And so I think that's a problem. But it does allow Nikki to basically, because I think Ron drops out. She goes into Super Tuesday, whatever. She is the other person. That scenario only happens if Chris Christie drops out. And so I have been like, he's got to do it. Like, what? Because he did this last time. He stays in. He shives Marco Rubio. uh, But the thing is, is like Marco Rubio wasn't going to win anyway. Right? And Nikki Haley is probably, uh, almost certainly, not going to win anyway. So I am torn between the idea of there's one option, there's one narrow little path, and so we should fight for it. And yet... My fear about Nikki Haley, and I think it's not even, it's not so much a fear, I think it's probably a a truism that Nikki Haley, once she has been defeated by Trump, maybe she goes a much further distance than people expect, but she, once she's been defeated, she endorses Trump or she gets out earlier than that and he cuts a deal with her. I don't know. Probably not for VP, but for something else. Secretary of State. Actually, there'd probably be a big pushback against that, but like, whatever. That is terrible. It is terrible, and this it goes to the Sununu thing, the Normie candidates, creating the permission structure for other Normies to vote for Trump by saying that yes, of course they'll vote for him because Biden's a disaster. They say Nikki Haley, who gets this 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 twenty percent or thirty percent of the Normies in the party to go with her, and then turns around and endorses Trump. This is all very bad. Mm-hmm. That permission structure they are building. Is very bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so then you say, okay, so so Charlie's point is, well, Chris Christie's telling the truth. He's out there saying how bad Trump is, and also every building day. a
0: permission structure.
1: But here's the thing. Well, so then the question is, is so Chris Christie is, is is articulating clearly the threat. Then he went on Hugh Hewitt yesterday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he said, "It's between Hugh Hewitt says, what do you do if it's between Trump and Biden?" He says, "I don't vote for either of them." And my, my question there is – now, I, I don't know that – so a bunch of people – and I, I tweeted about this. I was like, I, you know, I genuinely don't understand this. Uh, it might even have been early this morning he did it. Um, but I was like, I genuinely don't understand this answer because when you're Chris Christie and you have articulated how severe the threat is, you're running to tell this truth. And then you say that they are both – so equally bad, you won't vote for either of them.
0: It's the craziest fucking thing.
1: I, I'm not sure that that's not worse. And so like, I, I don't, I, I am, I am, um, I, I was I was starting to feel like I had been wrong to call on Christie to drop out because there was, he was doing the right thing. Like, and the right thing is the right thing. Back to our objective, right? Mm-hmm. The right thing's the right thing. And so if Christie's doing the right thing and Nikki Haley's not, I'm I'm torn between the pragmatist in me that feels like you have to do the thing that might work, that even if it's got the slimmest chance, it still has a chance. Christie has no chance. Christie's not going to be the nominee of anything in the Republican Party ever again. Torn between that and the value of Christie telling the truth, both the moral value of it and even sort of the political value, because if he drops out then and endorses Biden, that's good. Yeah. But if he says... And, and, and look, maybe you say, well, he'll do that later. He can't do it right now. He's running in the Republican primary. Okay. Uh, but I just think every time, this is the no labels thing. Anytime somebody acts like Donald Trump and Joe Biden are the same, they are building the most pernicious permission structure that exists, which is to give people a sense of equivalency and to normalize Trump. As though it's just some policy differences you One have. One attack,
0: two interpretations.
1: One attack, two interpretations.
0: Hey, Sarah, do you know there's there's actually more of the show?
1: Oh, yeah. there is? How much more? There's
0: more. so much more. All of the more. It goes on for hours. If people want to get the rest of the show, you, you know what they have to do, right?
1: I think they have to go to Bowler Plus. Do they have to subscribe? What do they yes, have to do? Yes,
0: yes. They have to pay us money. Oh, okay. Pay that and his money. And go Uh, to thebulwark.com and subscribe to become a member of Bulwark Plus.
1: All the good stuff's on the other side.
0: Bye.